Welcome to the Food Guides Podcast, a place where sufferers of heartburn, acid reflux, and more can learn from a community of dietitians and nutrition experts. Hello, Jason, and welcome everyone to the Food Guides Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the vagus nerve and its role in gastrointestinal health. Recently on foodguides.com, one of our expert contributors wrote a series on the vagus nerve. Today, we will discuss some of the key points from that series. Let's start off by learning some facts about the vagus nerve. It's the 10th and longest cranial nerve. It's historically called the pneumogastric nerve because of the effects on breathing and the gut. Vagus literally means wandering in Latin, and it's called the wandering nerve because it starts in the brain, but wanders down to the lower abdominal area interacting with organs all along the way. The vagus nerve controls or impacts function in almost all parts of the body, from the tongue to the intestines and everything in between. The vagus nerve has four main functions, sensory, motor, special sensory, which includes the taste sensation near the base of the tongue, and parasympathetic. These sensory functions of the vagus nerve are varied, but include supplying sensory information for the larynx, esophagus, and most of the digestive tract. The motor functions include muscle contractions along most of the gastrointestinal tract, from the pharynx through most of the intestines. The parasympathetic system is part of the body's autonomic nervous system. The parasympathetic partners with the sympathetic nervous system to regulate bodily functions. A simple way of thinking about these systems is this. The sympathetic nervous system controls the body's increase in functions. Think fight or flight. The parasympathetic controls the body's ability to relax. Think rest and digest. What does this mean for our gastrointestinal health particularly? The vagus nerve is responsible for the processing and digestion of food, and also food moving normally through our gastrointestinal or GI tract. Any damage to the vagus nerve or certain diseases that impair nerve function can affect the vagus nerve operating effectively. These problems may show up at the beginning of the GI tract, meaning the esophagus may lose muscle tone and have difficulty pushing food down into the stomach. This can even result in food entering the lungs, causing further problems. The vagus nerve also affects food digestion. If it is impaired or damaged, then the body may produce too much acid in the stomach. This may lead to damage of the stomach lining, vomiting, acid reflux, and or gastroesophageal reflux disease, or GERD. There's also the possibility of the vagus nerve not functioning enough to release histamine, resulting in not enough acid in the stomach. Not enough acid causes symptoms also, including acid reflux, bloating, nausea, diarrhea, and nutrient deficiencies due to food not breaking down completely during digestion. Because the vagus nerve helps control movement of contents through the intestines, any impairment in function also usually results in some constipation. Because of the gut-brain axis, 
It is also true that emotions can contribute to irritable bowel syndrome, or IBS. The vagus nerve is the key component of the gut-brain axis, meaning that information from the stomach and intestines, or gut, is transported to the brain and back, to the gut, from the brain, along the vagus nerve. This is the reason that a malfunctioning vagus nerve can profoundly affect gastrointestinal functioning from the back of the throat to the bottom of the intestines and mental health in so many ways. The vagus nerve is very important in the role of the gut-brain axis and gastrointestinal health. Stress management can be an important intervention for maintaining a healthy gut. Some medical providers who specialize in assessing and treating vagus nerve or autonomic nervous system issues will perform vagus nerve testing. This can involve testing the balance of the autonomic nervous system, which includes the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems. This is done by measuring multiple signs at rest, including heart rate and variability, temperature, breathing rate, surface electromyography or muscle function testing, and sweat response. Then, the provider will monitor these signs while performing testing called strenuous or dynamic testing, which may include changing the head and neck position, exercises such as squats, holding your breath, modified Valsalva maneuver, which is inhaling and exhaling against resistance, breathing rate, exposure to noise or music, performing analytical computations like math, and exposure to emotional stimulation. Vagus nerve measurements may be performed using a special high-resolution ultrasound to evaluate if the diameter of the bilateral vagus nerves are decreasing, which indicates the nerve cells are dying. Also, vagus nerve blood flow can be evaluated by obtaining a carotid and subclavian artery ultrasound. Further and more invasive testing can be performed and may include an echocardiogram to assess heart function or a gastric emptying study to see how long it takes food to move through the stomach and into the intestines. This can also be accomplished by swallowing a smart pill that provides measurements, but it depends on your provider and insurance what test is used. Or an upper endoscopy which allows the medical provider to examine the upper digestive system. To find a medical provider who performs this type of testing, search for keywords vagopathy, which is the medical term for poor vagus nerve functioning, or dysautonomia, which is the much broader term for dysfunction of any of the nerves that regulate involuntary body functions. These keywords can lead you to professionals in your area. There are also numerous organizations that offer support and information, including the Dysautonomia Project, which has both education and a find a physician area at thedysautonomiaproject.org. Our team of health and nutrition experts at foodguides.com are here to support our community of GERD, acid reflux, IBS sufferers, and those following the low FODMAP lifestyle. Keep up to date with foodguides.com on our social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Food Guides Health. 
and head over to foodguides.com to join our weekly newsletter for more bite-sized information straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening to the Food Guides podcast. Please take some time to visit us at foodguides.com where you'll find articles and information along with food and product recommendations from our growing community of dietitians and nutrition experts.